how could I hate something that's working so hard? You know, everyone is really into health right now. And that's a huge priority for a lot of people. But you make it to where it's just an easy balance of like moderation. Your body is just your physical form. You're so much more than that. You're your interests, you're your everything, I guess. Like it's your soul that's really matters. In that moment, I was so embarrassed. It just looks very strange. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam. And Emma. Here with another episode of Before, Before We, we Make, Make It. it. Woo, woo. <laughs> and today we are here with lifestyle and wellness content creator, med student, founder of Inclusive Health Collection, and podcaster, Noam Raider. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. Thanks for being here. We're so excited to have this conversation with you all about wellness. And by the way, your Instagram is beautiful. I just followed you and I've been absolutely loving everything. I went back to some old posts. So please, please, please follow her. We will plug her social at the very end. Can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do and more about the content that you create? Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm so flattered. But yeah, my name is Noam. I'm 22 going on 23. I'm currently a second year medical student in Ontario, Canada. But as you mentioned, I'm also a wellness and lifestyle, I guess you could call it content creator on Instagram and TikTok sometimes. But honestly, my TikTok is a mess. So maybe we shouldn't look at that. I just love baking and hiking and doing probably really normal stuff whenever I have the time outside of school. What's the best thing that you've ever baked? Ooh, that's tough. I think it changes every few months. I'll go through like different phases with recipes that I'll just like make on repeat. But I think probably zucchini muffins is is a top one for mm. sure. Oh, that sounds so good. Like zucchini chocolate chip or because mm-hmm. I've seen like various recipes with it, but it just seems so intimidating to me. <laughs> chocolate chip or double chocolate, both are good. Depends, depends the mood. I love that. I know Emma was telling me about your healthy recipes that take these like really almost like splurge items, whether it's a brownie or a cookie or something and just makes it a little bit healthier. And I think Mm -hmm. that's awesome. So guys, with that, we're going to get into our first segment, Truly Obsessed. And obviously, this is a segment where we discuss everything we've been loving lately, whether that's music, food items, trends, TV shows, etc. Got it. All right. Well, I think a big one for me lately has been sparkling water, like flavored sparkling water. I feel like I'm late to the trend. But when I'm studying like on busy weeks, which this has been, I, I just feel like it's like the perfect thing to like keep you busy and it like tingles in your mouth a little bit. I don't know, just loving it. And pomegranate flavor is Ooh. so good. And the other one that I've been loving is the show The Serpent on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but I started it yesterday with my boyfriend and I literally think I'm going to stay up all night binging it. It's so good. I recommend everyone go watch it. A little scary for me, honestly, but like we like it. It's fine. Okay. What is it about? I feel like I've definitely seen the title of it, but I haven't gone Mm -hmm. into detail with it. So it's about a real life story or at least based on a real story on a serial killer in Thailand in like the seventies and like how it all happened. And yeah, I feel like whenever it's a real story, I get a little spooked at night, but it's fine. Murder documentaries. I mean, but this one's like a fictional series, right? So it's based off of a real story. I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure, honestly. 
That sounds so interesting. I want to watch that. Ah, but yeah. it's so hard when you have so many things to do getting into a show yeah, because I it becomes everything. <laughs> I literally can't do like actual like murder crime, anything like that. Even watching, we're listening, sorry, to Crime Junkie, a very popular podcast. I just think it's very chilling to the bone to know that these things happen in real life and it's absolutely scary. But I love that. <laughs> I love that you and your boyfriend are watching that together. It's definitely fun to start a show like that. Yeah, I definitely recommend. Okay, guys, for my favorites, I'm taking it back to childhood with the HEB Frosted Sugar Cookies. They are absolutely delicious. Basically, like the powdery cookie with like the frosting and the sprinkles. Like it's so, so good. And I've gotten back into them. It's definitely a splurge. Like it's not healthy at all, but it's really good. And the other thing is on TikTok, if y'all know Yaline Dedong, I don't know how to say her like actual name but she's known as like hello my friend and she's just like this hilarious tiktoker has like tens of millions of followers and she is so funny like she just comes up with these scenarios about like what it's like to date her what it's like to be her friend and she goes into this like alter ego in a way and it's really really funny i'm actually recommending me uh because of danielle carolyn if y'all know her she's like an influencer these white chunky heels from amazon i got them for my senior photos and i literally am obsessed with them i've been wearing them just like with outfits just to try on because they look good with everything and as a short girl like I just need a little bit of height and y'all probably understand so I love the height and they're comfortable and seriously Amazon finds from yoga pants to heels to like random tops are seriously like affordable and great so been loving that yeah, those heels are amazing, especially for short people because I'm 4'11", you're 5'1", and they just work some magic. Like, they are so cute. Girl. So, love those. I got the ones in nude, and they have a billion other colors. So, for mine, the first one's kind of random, but it's waking up early, and so... <laughs> I have to be Can't honest, really. I've only done this like three times this week. But for me, that's a really big deal because normally it's like 839. Like that's, you know, normally around the time I wake up. But this time it was six. And it's because we've both been taking our grad pics. The photographer, we had the same one. She takes super early photo shoots. So I was like, okay, I have to get up early for this. Got up. And it was actually the nicest thing to get up when it's still dark and you have your coffee and no one really else is awake. It's just the best feeling ever. You feel so productive. I want to start doing that more and just starting my mornings off like the right way like that because it's been a hot minute since that's been a part of my routine. And then the next one is also extremely random and might sound kind of weird. It's cortisone cream. <laughs> with aloe and I'm going to explain why. Oh so if you ever have any sort of like random bouts of redness or breakouts or Dermatitis. maybe even like eczema, rosacea, like any redness on your skin, cortisone cream is literally magical. I had this whole breakout on my chest. I had to cancel like a bunch of stuff. It was really bad it was and bad. it was, yeah, it was really bad. It was very inflamed. And then I just put this stuff on like every night, every morning. And within a few days, it was cleared. I don't even know. It kind of sounds very like medicine-y like ointment, but it's such a good cream. So I really recommend that. The last thing is a pillow mist. So it's by Bath and Body Work. Just scent is such an important thing. Like it really grounds you, especially when you're kind of stressed at night with homework and everything. It's vanilla patchouli. And I just spray a few spritzes on my pillows and stuff before I go to bed. And I'm laughing because we did an uh, episode on natural non-toxic living with Gabrielle. And she oh, was yeah. literally telling us that like Bath and Body Works has really like toxic chemicals in their pillow mist. Sorry. And honestly, <laughs> the scent though, the scent is really hard to pass. Yeah. I mean, it, it says it's infused with essential oils. But are, are you a fan of Bath and Body Works? Honestly, I don't think I've been in there in so long but I am sold on this pillow mist idea. 
I don't know where I'm going to get one, but I feel like that'd just be so nice to go to bed too. And also I need the link to the heels, by the way, I will be checking the show notes. I'm very excited. I'm very invested. Yes. And they're very affordable too. They have a bunch of different colors. You can get like different pairs. Um, But yeah, with the pillow mess thing, please, please do it. I mean, things have been closed here for a year. So I literally haven't been in a mall in so long, which is just a different story and super depressing. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally get that. So we'll just get into the meat of the episode. You are obviously all about health and wellness, and it's really inspiring to see that from someone that is in school and able to balance it all. So what kind of got you into this world of health and wellness and also just like sharing that on social media? I feel like I've had a lot of different eras of my health and wellness journey, as you could call them, probably starting in like high school or so, but probably not in the best intentions, just like, oh, I want to get healthy and look a certain way and all this kind of stuff. I remember wanting to like look really good in my prom dress and my prom photos, like that was the biggest stressor in 12th grade. So I feel like that's when it kind of started, but not necessarily wellness more so I guess just like the whole dieting health fitness type of thing I started sharing on social media at the time just to like document my process keep me accountable that sort of thing and unfortunately like many other girls that often gets wrapped up into the wrong things and the wrong directions and it's not always so 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 sustainable to be living this sort of lifestyle of restrictive eating and exercising and all of that But that's kind of how it all started. And I had started an account at the time, which is now long deleted, where I would kind of document the sort of stuff. But then I got busy with school and kind of stepped away from this whole diet culture world, thankfully. But then I started medical school. And I actually started thinking about health and wellness in the good sense in terms of just fueling your body, but also just being good to your brain and your mental health too. So there's a really fine line between taking care of your body and eating healthy, but Also not restricting yourself and letting yourself enjoy everything in moderation, right? Because it's there's no point of being physically healthy if you're not mentally there either, which I personally had experienced. So then I started a new page, which is my current page. And I started just sharing healthy living, but more so just in a holistic sense, in the sense of, yeah, I I eat pasta for dinner, but also like a salad for lunch because like balance and get your greens in, but like no idea what calories I'm eating. I don't care if I work out every day or not, just kind of doing what you can to be best to your body in the sense of keeping yourself healthy for longevity for your brain, for your mental health, not to look a certain way. And that's totally shifted everything for me and, and really the direction I've taken with social media, but then quarantine hit and I just started posting a ton more. And yeah, now here we are. And as a medical student, like how does that really transform like the way that you see health? Because Mm -hmm. obviously you're training to be a doctor. And I think that's so cool, especially like the insight that you get into our biology and how diet affects that. What makes you passionate about health and wellness as a medical student specifically? Yeah, so I feel like being in medical school has both taught me things um, in the way that I see health and wellness, but also showed me a lot of gaps in the way that we treat people and that we see health in our society on the medical point of view. So in one sense, like you're saying, understanding the biology and the biochemistry of nutrition and all of that is super helpful for myself, as well as understanding the mental health aspect um, through psychiatry. But I also quickly noticed once I started medical school that there was a big gap in terms of 
the education that medical students are getting on nutrition, that they're getting on preventative approaches, that they're getting on the role of nutrition even in your mental health. That's something that I definitely want to explore more in my future career and I guess kind of specialize in is this integrative world of, yes, Western medicine is amazing and we've had so many advancements from vaccines to medications that are totally saving lives and I'm by no means discounting that, but I do think there's situations where we kind of jump to these solutions without really looking at what's the root cause of the problem and and how can we reverse it and also just looking at our society at large and and seeing the rise of chronic illnesses like diabetes and obesity and heart disease and and asking ourselves is there a problem with the way we're all eating and that we're all treating our bodies and our minds so it's really twofold in that sense and we can find a middle ground we don't have to pick one side or the other and I think personally that's the best way to optimize your health hopefully at least. Yeah. I I think that is so cool. And the way that you post about it on your social media, it feels so much more accessible to people because especially as a busy college student, when you are, I'm sure you're studying late and it's probably easy to like grab the junk food or get the sugary coffee drink late at night, but you make it to where it's just an easy balance of like moderation. And it's okay if you have pasta, just, you know, put some veggies in there, put some lean proteins, like you make it very just accessible for everyone. So I appreciate that you Mm -hmm. are furthering this. And I also think it's crazy that nutrition plays such a huge role and we really don't know much about it. You know, like everything that we put into our bodies impacts us so much, how we function throughout the day, our productivity levels. And it's just really wild that in the world of social media, you think we'd know more about it and more people be talking about it, but I feel like it's really not. So I think it's important, like what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That that makes me really happy to hear because I think that really is the goal. I think especially being in a busy schooling type environment like medical school but I'm sure college for you guys as well and many other people and myself when I was in my undergrad it's so easy to say that you don't have the time to kind of be healthy but that really goes to like you're saying what you define health as it's okay if you're studying late at night and you order in dinner one night but the days that you can you try to pick a healthier meal or at least make your breakfast healthier or even like a 20 minute walk from like for a library break or something like all these things really add up and I feel like people talk about things as as such black and white it's like either Mm -hmm. you're crammed up in the library till 3 a.m eating popcorn for dinner or you're living like this perfect healthy lifestyle that's expensive and totally inaccessible and I think that's a really big factor in driving people away from making those small changes in the first place yeah and I think balance is so important but it has to be intentional like it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen immediately it's this gradual journey of figuring out what works for you and what doesn't work for you and I like that you practice Mm -hmm. just mindfulness in a way as well as like okay is my body like craving an outdoor walk right now because I'm going to go for that you know as you talk about body image and positivity Mm -hmm. on your social media platforms how would you define that because people like to throw these buzzwords around and you know everyone is really into health right now and that's a huge priority for a lot of people and then the whole body image thing it's a whole other topic body positivity etc but for you what is a healthy image of a person guy or girl look like yeah I think for myself I had to kind of step away from what I physically look like because I quickly realized that no matter how much weight I lost or how much muscle I gained or how good my skin looked that day or really anything, I'm never going to be 100% happy with the way I look. And I feel like that's something that a lot of girls and women and boys and non-binary genders can relate to as well is 
it's hard to be totally satisfied. I feel like there's a very small percentage of the world who is 100% confident every single day without a doubt. And yeah, some days I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I look great. I feel 100% confident and other days I'll feel like 10% confident and most days fall somewhere in the middle. So I realized that I had to just stop thinking about it because no matter what I did, I would never be satisfied that I may as well just accept it. And the the term that I kind of like to go for instead of body positivity, because that's really related to a whole movement that I myself am not completely involved in just by the fact that I am slimmer in size. So it's not necessarily the body positivity movement, which I think is a big misinterpretation with people. But mm-hmm. I just kind of go for body neutrality is is what I'm aiming for. And what I like to preach is that your body is just your physical form. You're so much more than that. Your your interests, your your hobbies, your your skills, your your everything, I guess. Like it's your soul that's really matters and your body is just the vessel that carries you through your day to day. So on one end, just being neutral to your body and you don't need to love what you look like every day. I think that's an unrealistic expectation that people put on you to be confident all the time. And then also just appreciating your body for what it does not related to its appearance. So the fact that you can walk, the fact that you can digest your food, the fact that you have a brain to think and carry through school or through your job. Like I feel like once I start thinking about it that way, it's almost like mind-blowing to me like how cool is it that our bodies have evolved to do that how could I hate something that's working so hard so I feel like it's kind of twofold in that sense on one end stepping away from the mirror and not trying to make yourself perfect but on the other end just focusing on your internal qualities but also the functional qualities of your body Mm. yeah that's awesome thank you so much for saying that because I feel like especially, and I know you're in med school and it's different for everybody who's listening to this. We're all in different phases of our lives. But for us, like being in college, you know, we've definitely found ourselves in situations of comparison. And I think that that really just takes away the whole idea that we should have of ourselves. It makes it really easy to look at just the superficial stuff and our external appearance. But I I really do think that it's so important that we focus on the other things too because like we should be so grateful that we're able to even walk that we're able to study that we're able to think these complex thoughts and have these conversations and so it's really not even just about the external part but it's about all of the things that your body is able to do that we take for granted honestly especially when like when you're in pain or when you're sick you just feel so like bad for not feeling more grateful when you were totally healthy yeah and the way that our body heals is really fascinating (sighs) yeah I just can't imagine like hating yourself to the point where you're depriving yourself, where you're not giving yourself the nutrition that you need. Or I feel like it's just very harmful to have that mindset because then it filters into your actions as well. And that's like a whole other topic Mm -hmm. in and of itself, you know? But, you know, for the second part of the question, what tips or advice do you have to help improve mentally, physically, our body image? I think the biggest one for me and what made the biggest difference was just really vocalizing and writing down non-physical things that I love about myself Mm -hmm. because those aren't going to change day to day and my confidence might like I feel like we've all experienced that one day we'll go to bed being like I hate what I look like I feel horrible in my skin and the next day you wake up and you're like oh wait I actually look good what was I talking about like I I look great today what's going on that's going to change every day but what doesn't change are your non-physical attributes your creativity, your kindness, your relationships with others, your interests, your intelligence, all these things aren't going to go away. So then even on the bad days, you kind of still have those. As long as you find things to love about yourself, whether they're physical or or not physical, I'm not saying we shouldn't love our bodies, we should all be confident, but the non-physical ones won't go away. And then it doesn't affect your self-worth as much because 
you always kind of have that to hold on to. So I think that's the biggest one for me. And the other one is also just like spend time really looking at your imperfections and like look at them for a long time and look at them through the eyes of someone who loves you, your parents, Mm -hmm. your significant other, your friends. And I feel like eventually you just start to kind of see beauty in it like the same way you would if like you were looking at your best friend or your boyfriend and they had let's say like a cute dimple and you thought it was so cute, but they hate it. Mm -hmm. That's probably what people are thinking of every imperfection you see, whether it's you don't like your nose or you don't like your stomach or you don't like your thighs. Someone out there thinks they're beautiful. So just spend the time really trying to see it from that perspective. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, honestly. Like the things that other people find so endearing about you that you just really pick yourself apart for. And we are our own worst critics. So it's Mm -hmm. definitely really good Mm -hmm. advice. But you're a full-time med student. And I know that you actually graduated college early or you started med school early. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? In Canada, for some schools, not all medical schools, you don't actually need your completed four-year degree to get in. You just need like certain prerequisite courses Mm -hmm. and to have taken your MCAT, your admission test, and a few other tests along the way. So some people just go in through third year. You just kind of get like a very broad three-year bachelor's degree, which is what I got. And then you just go right into med school. So kind of resembles almost like the European system in that sense, where you don't need like a earlier degree to get in. Yeah, yeah. No. here it's four years. Yeah, That's you, definitely need, <laughs> you definitely need an undergraduate degree. And then the med school process is extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. So some people take like a year to two years off just to get experience and apply. So yeah, I mean, it's amazing that you were able to get in and do that at 22 because you're so young. So yeah. Yes. But off that, I wanted to ask you, how do you make time for all of these hats that you wear, especially with your new podcast and constantly posting on social media? Because I had seen that, you know, it's just so regular. How do you even make time for all of that? And then baking too, like just everything that you do. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is also totally admitting that some weeks my balance is not there. Some weeks I'm balancing everything perfectly and I'm waking up early and getting all my tasks done and I feel great. And other weeks I'm probably like just getting by school or like not even that. Just putting that out there. First of all, like no one's life is as perfect as it looks like on social media. But I think really what helps me balance everything is realizing that sometimes I think we think so much more and it takes so much more time to think about these things than it does to just do them. That's how I felt kind of saying like, oh, I'll just like start a podcast or I'll just like start posting more on social media or whatever it may be. Because if it's something that you're interested in, it should be effortless. If something feels forced, it's going to take time and it's going to be a burden and you're going to have to time manage more. But if you're excited about it and you're passionate about it, and if it also kind of gives you an escape from school or work or whatever it may be, it's not that hard in that sense. That being said, of course, time is limited. We only have 24 hours in the day, as unfortunate as it is. So I think in terms of time management there, it's it's really just prioritizing and scheduling isn't really what's going to make the difference. It's really just like sitting down and focusing in because you can schedule as much as you want. But if you're not committed and dedicated to what you're doing, it's going to take you way longer anyways. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And the other thing that I've realized recently is how much you have to be cognizant of like what kind of energy you're feeling right now like if you're in a really creative headspace then you should probably not like read a textbook and take notes you know because then it's going to take away from what your 
mind is like telling you you want to do, like what you're craving to do. I feel like we all have certain headspaces, certain times of day where we feel our most productive or our most creative or I don't know. It just depends. And Mm -hmm. I've been listening to myself a lot more because when I try to force myself to do something, for instance, like stay up all night to complete a ton of assignments, it literally takes so long and it's so inefficient. Like it really is. And also I think that you're onto something with saying that thinking about it takes way more time than actually doing it. Because once you just get it done, whether it's just posting a story or taking photos of something or whatever it may be, it's just the nicest thing ever. Like you just cross it off. You can get it done in like 10, 20 minutes. But thinking about it and anticipating everything, I think causes that sort of anxiousness and dread, like building up to having to do that Mm -hmm. task or like getting up from bed to go do something Mm -hmm. in the morning. If you just get up in like two seconds, you're already (laughs) up, you do the thing and then that's it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Once it's done, it's done. We definitely psych ourselves out with that sort of anticipation. I talked about that with my therapist, actually. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Could you give us a glimpse into your daily routine? Like, how do you wake up, get your day started? And like, do you work as you go? Or do you more so get all of your social media done for the day at once, you know? Yeah, so it really depends for me because by nature of how medical school works, where I'm at, we're switching rotations between a two to four weeks, kind of changing schedules as well every two to four weeks. So like right now, I'm on an online rotation because of COVID, we have some things that are still online patients are being seen virtually so my schedule has been way more chill I'm able to kind of stay at home and so on but other weeks I might be working 16 hour days starting at like five or six in the morning Mm. so it's very variable and it's also taught me a lot of adaptability and flexibility which I was not very great at but I've had to learn to be this year because I do love my routines and I've learned that I can't always have them. It depends. I do try to keep some things stable. So whether I'm getting up super early for a 6 a.m. shift or I have till 9, I still at least try to do something in my morning to kind of start my day off right. So if I don't have time to do a full workout in the morning, that's fine. If I don't have time to kind of do a 20-minute meditation, that's fine too. But even before like a 6 a.m. shift, I'll try to journal. I have my five-minute journal, which I absolutely love. If you guys haven't Mm -hmm. heard of it, It's just like writing three things you're grateful for and three things you want to accomplish that day in one affirmation. It literally takes like less than five minutes, I'd say. Such a great way to start my day. And we tell ourselves we don't have time for that because you like have to be there at six. Like there's no way, but really it's literally five minutes. So something like that and definitely just having a good breakfast before I go. Those are like my non-negotiables no matter what time I wake up. Yeah, I I go to work or stay at home for work. And then in the afternoons, it's really just doing a couple hours of studying. And that's usually when I also do any social media stuff I have to do that day. So if I have a brand deal that needs to go up and also just a post that I want to do, I'll kind of get it up around then. Also throughout the day, I try to story as I go just because I think that keeps things kind of organic and interesting. It's kind of hard to story in the hospital sometimes because of like patient confidentiality and also like don't want anyone to look at me funny but I try (laughs) snapchatting my like ugly oatmeal in the mornings to just keep everyone grounded love that so cute yes I definitely do think I mean because all of your days do look different so I love that you take that time in the morning and definitely heard of the five minute journal I know Abby Aslin is always talking about it Mm. she's amazing and she definitely swears by it too so we need to try that out because (laughs) I feel like that's so much less intimidating than like just having a blank page of nothing with like no prompts but Mm -hmm. let's get into your recipes because we've already alluded to them we really want to try some so where do you get your recipes 
beans from and do you create them yourself? Just kind of give us a little bit of a glimpse of what that looks like and some of your favorite ones that you recommend us to try. Yeah, I'd say like 50% will just be like completely from scratch. I'll just kind of start throwing things together and like see what happens. Mm. And like often it fails, but then like sometimes it'll work out or like I'll have to try it three times to kind of get it right. And usually it'll be like, like you said, I'm really craving like a sugar cookie or like a chocolate chip cookie. So I'll be like, I'll just make it like a little bit healthier. And when I say a little bit healthier, this doesn't mean like sugar free and using all those artificial sweeteners and stuff. It's just trying to find more natural products. So instead of using just white granulated sugar, using things like dates or maple syrup, just trying to unprocess our diet as much as we can and, and just add in those nutrients. So using like oat flour is going to have more nutrients than just using plain white flour. So it's really those simple swaps that allow you to enjoy your treats, but at least not even take anything away, but just like add a little bit of benefit or adding, like I said, some zucchini to your muffins, some banana to your muffin, like all of these things are really just giving you more nutrients. And I guess like more bang for your buck, you could say. But yeah, also sometimes it'll be like modifying other people's recipes. Or sometimes if I find a great recipe, I will literally just say like, this is someone else's recipe, you guys go check it out. Because I just want to make sure we all just have ways to stay healthy, but also enjoy ourselves and definitely need to start making more time for baking with school. It definitely gets difficult. And I've been slacking on the recipes, but hopefully I can get back Mm -hmm. to that soon. Yeah, I think baking is something that's very therapeutic and relaxing. To me, it's almost like mm-hmm. lighting a candle and, you know, just listening to some music or taking a bath or something. In your routines, do you try to incorporate some time for yourself? Like, you know, whether that's baking or just doing an activity you love or listening to a podcast or going for a run, like, is that part of your routine, like, intentionally? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the minimum, just finding time at least a couple of days a week for a quick workout is so essential for me and just my mental health I mean we know working out sends you all those endorphins but also just feeling like you're putting yourself first like you're saying and making time for yourself is so important just like for your self-worth I think more than your health just knowing that like yeah I deserve to give myself that time is so important there's also all the other stuff that I want to make time for so definitely I try to take at least one day or half a day off a week to just hang out with friends or family or even do something myself, there's really no point of going through life kind of zombie blinded by school. And it's not worth the extra few percent on your test, I'd say. I mean, it's really important to do well. And it's important to put your academics first. I mean, I'm in medical school, I definitely love school and care about it a lot. But I've learned with time that selling your soul to to the schooling system is not going to do you any good in the long run. And really, I found that when I started putting myself first, and I was in a good headspace when I had to do my work and my responsibilities, it was always done better, done faster. So yeah, it's definitely a priority to kind of set that time Mm -hmm. aside. Yeah, for sure. That's so important. I mean, and also because that's your whole job in a sense, like you are a content creator. So it's sharing your life. And I think that personal time is so, so vital to just being able to even be able to do the things that you do. So one last question for you. As an influencer that's been able to attract this audience online, what is your favorite part about it? And what have you learned about making sure that your self-expression is originally creative without necessarily like being a carbon copy of another page? You know what I mean? Because there's so many pages that profess fitness, health, and are just are aesthetically pleasing. And I think it's great that you've been able to differentiate yourself and like grow an audience. 
Thank you. Yeah, I think what it comes down to, and this sounds so cheesy, mm-hmm. is really just being yourself. And you literally get that advice since you're like five years old in kindergarten. But it's really true, especially when you go into such a saturated field like social media. Every niche and every community in social media is saturated at this point, whether it's health and wellness or it's fashion. Everyone's doing it at this point. And it's also every job in the world and every school, everything is saturated, unfortunately. And I think really the only thing you have that no one else has is being unique. A lot of people say like you need to niche down to do well on social media, like find your niche and stick to it. Let's say do like only morning routine videos or like only post healthy recipes. I think maybe that works for some people. But what I've done, and at least I think this is what may have helped me grow is really just showing your life in all facets. Because there's tons of people who are wellness and lifestyle bloggers and there's tons of people who are med student bloggers but I think my niche was just being myself and it was just kind of being both but also all the other things that I am and sharing the mundane and the exciting and not trying to mold yourself into what you see someone else who's successful is doing because they're already doing it. No one's going to follow two of the same person. So I never totally understood that mindset. And I think my biggest advice for anyone thinking of starting an account is really just be yourself. Like make make being yourself your niche, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, Love it totally that. does. So let's get into our last segment, Endearing Awkwardness. This is one of our favorite segments where we share short, embarrassing stories to just remind everyone that we are all human and awkward stories happen to us all. So no you can go ahead and take it away. This isn't a, it's definitely not a big one. Like I brush it off pretty quickly, but just a nice little awkward Zoom school moment. Part of the course I'm doing online right now is part of my rotation. We have like um, dedicated time in the morning for a meditation and a workout, which is super nice. It's basically, we're learning all about the importance of that kind of stuff for medicine. There's only four people in the course and one day this week, three of the other people were running late or couldn't come to the morning session for whatever reason. So it was just me and my preceptor who is a 40, 50 year old doctor and the yoga instructor just like meditating and doing yoga. And I was like, do I turn my camera off? Like, I don't want to be rude. I'm the only one here. But like, do I do I do my yoga in sweatpants, like work clothes? Like what is going on? And Yes, it was quite dreadful in the moment, but in retrospect, really nothing bad happened. But Zoom school definitely has its interesting moments. For sure. Yeah, Zoom so is, funny. Zoom is really just here to like mess us up, honestly. Like so bad. <laughs> no, that sounds like you're just like, um, yeah. I don't know about this. Like, I don't know what to do at this moment. But, like, can't go anywhere. Yeah. You kind of just have to stay put, like, sort of get through the moment. But, no, I love that. I love that. There's so many, like, random Zoom funny moments that happen, especially, like, on TikTok. Like, I love seeing all of the classes getting together and pulling pranks on their teacher and stuff. Like, I feel bad. But sometimes it's funny. Um, So, yeah, that's amazing. You can do the next one. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Okay. So, I have another Zoom story, guys. So, this is actually so funny. I'll tell two. I'll tell two. So, the first Zoom story story is I was actually like FaceTiming my friend who's in Europe and it was after I came back from my study abroad and we were like in the same class and so we were like FaceTiming and asking each other about this class like while we were taking the class like during the class right at one point like she's just like talking about this class and we're just being funny and she literally goes dude our professor is honestly so cute like he's really cute and little did we know that she was not on mute (laughs) 
And I was like, dude, I literally heard that through the Zoom just now. And she was like, oh my gosh, no way. And the professor like stopped and he was like, um, guys, please turn off your, your sounds or whatever. Turn off your audio. And it was super awkward, but it was super funny. And honestly, like he was very attractive. So hopefully that complimented his day. <laughs> but yeah, that was really funny. With Zoom, I've had the randomest things happen. I have had professors have like their wives like call them for dinner or something like in the middle of, the, of class or something. And I've not been on mute multiple times before. And like even today, I had two presentations and I was like playing a video like on mute for like a minute. And literally they were like trying to tell me, but I had my sound off on my computer too. It was such a weird situation. So yeah, super awkward, but it happens to the best of us and we're all getting through it together. That's amazing. And I feel like it makes working and going to school a little bit less stressful because you just see people in like their homes and like some people like you already know they're wearing pajama pants underneath their nice top. So it makes us just realize that everyone's yeah, like going through it together. So just a background story. When I was in fourth grade, I shaved my arms for the first time. It was a terrible move. Like, that's not a good decision. And I quickly realized that I shouldn't have done that. So I tried to, you know, grow out my arm hair, not shave it again. And, you know, because you get that little stubble. I was like, okay, this is not good. A few years down the line, you know, the hair had actually grown back much darker and much longer than it was even prior to the first shave. So I found this stuff that's like cream hair bleach. It's by Sally Hansen. And so I started using that. And basically, <laughs> you have to use it like once every other week, like to keep your hair is like basically invisible. I mean, it's it's really amazing. Like I, I still use it. But the process of using it is very like tedious. So I normally like lock my door, I have to like, you know, remove my shirt, put it like on my arms all the way up to my shoulders, <laughs> like it's a whole thing. And so on this one day in particular, you know, I was there and it's just this like thick, powdery, creamy stuff. And it looks really weird, like on it looks like I have some sort of like strange ointment. I don't know what's the theme with these ointments for this episode, but I had this white stuff all over me and I was walking around my room like this, you know, shirtless. And suddenly she comes into my room like without knocking and is just like terrified at what she's seeing because I don't even know like what it looked like from your end, but I'm sure it was so scary. I was honestly laughing. I was like, oh my my gosh, gosh, I'm sorry. No, it was so bad. Like, Oh my gosh. It's just a very it like that bad. It's just a very I don't know, it's different when like you're getting dressed and you're not having like all this random cream on your body, but in that moment I was so embarrassed. It just looks very strange when you, when you see it on. It's like a little naked mole rat, but oh anyway, that was my story. I'm glad it was like you and not anyone that I didn't know really well, but still I was, but like, it was so embarrassed. It was so after funny, that. guys. Like it was so funny cuz I like walked in and she was like <gasps> like she gasped audibly and her face looked like absolutely mortified. Yeah, it was so I was bad. Just laughing. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." But like also it's so funny she's like this song get out yeah it was like, so oh, bad sorry. yeah it was really you were funny taking what was happening you're like um like it took you forever to leave but I was like no fine. I left it was just you know one yeah. of those things roommate roommate <sighs> vibes yeah but anyway <laughs> thank you so much for being here where can everyone find you on socials and support you yeah so my instagram and tiktok are at noam r wellness r is just for my last name and then I recently started a podcast, which is called the You're Not Too Busy podcast, but that'll be linked to my Instagram as well. 
basically everything will, will be in my bio if you guys are looking for me. But thanks so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And if you guys want to give us a follow as well, we are at Before We Make It on Instagram. We post new episodes every Thursday. So be sure to follow, stay tuned with the podcast, and also join our Facebook group because that is something new and we are so excited to start conversing with you guys. Yeah, it's super fun. So please join. But also leave us a review on Apple Podcast, guys. It helps us a lot. So anything that you have questions about, DM us on Instagram, of course. And yeah, thank you so much for being here, Noah. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.